The Up With The Bonnets podcast is brought to you by Hilltown Electrical. Hilltown Electrical deals with both domestic and commercial jobs. You can find them on Facebook or by contacting them on 07793-847-390. Hello and welcome to episode 78 of the Up With The Bonnets podcast. I'm your host Daniel Smith and not with me this week is Mr Paul Gray as he is currently nursing a sore throat. Uh, he can barely speak and he's not been drinking either. So it's just not been an awfully good weekend for him. But we've pulled in a good substitute. Uh, we've got George Cran from the Evening Telegraph and the Courier. George, how are you doing, mate? I'm not too bad. My voice is OK. I haven't been drinking either, so sadly. Well, he it's, he's probably been drinking during the week and that's what's probably caused that. So it's his own fault. It's his own fault. He's been sending me voice notes. Well, I'll say voice notes. He's been sending me, like, really raspy voice notes all day, and he sounds awful. All right. I, I was, thought it was the kind of sexy kind. Oh, it's not. It's, uh, it's not like the... the raspy voice, but never mind. Okay. No, he's the, he's not got the, ses, the sexy Phoebe voice of her friends when she um, gets the cold. If you remember them old episodes... Um, yeah, I, I bumped into Paul actually on uh, up at Garding, up at the the train centre on Thursday. Yeah, he did mention that actually. Yeah, yeah, we've uh, he was done there visiting, um, having a wee look about, and obviously, uh, we'll tell all as soon as well from our part. We'll tell all once we've got the T's and C's done, and I'll maybe tell you later on what he was doing there for. Um, but we'll keep everybody else in suspense. Uh, <laughs> but George, we well, may as well get it out of the way. It's uh, now going to be 114 years since Dundee last won the Scottish Cup after a 2-0 defeat at uh, Rugby Park against Kelly. Basically, it was done and dusted in the first couple of minutes, wasn't it? Yeah, we could all just packed up and went home, I think. Um, it wasn't a great game of football um, obviously it really wasn't a great first three minutes um, wasn't a great what 18 seconds I think about I think. that yeah yeah it was a bit just a bit of a disaster really um, obviously going into the game with loads of players missing as well I think I'd, I counted uh, seven I think that were first team players that weren't available through injury or choice, mm-hmm. as we'll probably get to later on. Um, and it's, yeah, you could, yeah, it looked like certainly Dundee hadn't played in, what, three couple of weeks and Kelly the same. Uh, Dermot kind of said after the game, he, even though they went 2-0 up so quickly, he thought they were really rusty as well. Um, yeah, it's, I think from the point of view, I know it's the Scottish Cup, which is not a good thing to, to just kind of to get beat in, but it's just, I think it's good for Dundee just to get a game out of the way, and it can only get better than Saturday, I would say. Ah, uh, yeah, I guess it could be that one. It's, we've been beaten, but it's not in the league. Um, as bad as it sounds, yeah. we do still have to keep thinking to ourselves that we've got to be consolidating we're placing the league, and that's that's what comes first, isn't it? Um, obviously, everybody wants a good a good cup run. Because it's been far too long. It's been well, it's been generations, really. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm saying that I'm still absolutely gutted that we went out. Yeah, as you mentioned, a, a host of players that were uh, missing from the the squad. I think there was only three changes from the last game that were actually played. But when you looked at the lineup, it, it just seemed a lot uh, mismatch. Really, well, maybe that's mm. not the best word. It's just because there were some faces there that you've not seen for a good wee while. Um, but 
Carson picked up a knee injury. Uh, we still don't know the extent of that. You also had Lamy and Donnelly. They're injured and could be out for a few more weeks. Vitalis and Pineda, they have longer-term injuries. And then you also had new signings who we're going about later. Uh, Ashley, Dodgson, they only had one training session between them. Dodgson was also ill. I think he had a chest infection. And Curtis Main, he's not played in a number of weeks. It just seemed bad timing, really, uh, with players... Uh, uh, players that are names, uh, first team uh, players, first names on the team sheet, I should say, uh, especially Carson. And and you're seeing Ashcroft, who's been on the substitute bench for as well. He's coming on Legstons as well. Yeah. I, I just never really got a good feeling to begin with, but it just seemed like the, the gods weren't, <laughs> weren't looking down on us favourably, to be honest. And it just so happens it fell on a Scottish Cup weekend, which makes the whole Dundee are cursed and never going to win this tournament <laughs> even more true than, than years back when I first heard it. Uh, well, it was a tough draw anyway. I mean, Kelly away, Kelly are really strong at home. So even if Dundee had been full strength and absolutely all firing, I mean... It could have been they could have been knocked out anyway because Kelly Kelly are very strong at home, but yeah, it's interesting that there was only three changes even though it looked like a totally different team. Um, because Tony Docker actually said after the game that he wanted to try and keep because Dundee played so well at Rugby Park just three weeks ago, he wanted to try and keep that team as much as he could together. Um, but with the players missing, Costello got kind of drafted in. Uh, left wing back obviously that was Owen Beck's position uh, big shoes to fill on that one um, and he struggled certainly defensively and then had to move McGee well basically the defence hadn't played together at all this season that back five certainly the back three because Ashcroft's barely played since August I actually thought Ashcroft was, was decent um, I thought he was okay considering it was his first game in forever um, and yeah t- there's just two rubbish goals, really, to concede, wasn't there? Yeah, that, that, I mean, straight off the bat, like you mentioned, 18 seconds, it's a pure clearance from uh, Costello, and it's not cleared by uh, Shaughnessy and Legston. I think Legston goes to run for the ball, then stops, gets a little bit hesitant, then goes again. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's what the, where the goal comes from. I think if he runs straight, doesn't doesn't stop, he's, he's getting that ball. But unfortunately, there's a... I, I just kind of uh, double thinks it and then that's it. We're 1-0 doing and quick as that's happened, we're 2-0 doing it from a set piece. Uh, Derek Costell's man as well, I think. Uh, uh, Mally Watkins, he uh, gets, was it Mally Watkins that got the goal, was it? Uh, was it Dan? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mally Watkins, he, he heads it in and even when you see the header going in, you still think to yourself, the keeper should be getting that one as well. But it's not one to blame on one. It's probably a collectively just not uh, clearing your lines, really. Um, mm. We kind of huffed and puffed after that feel, you know, trying to grab a goal back. And it just wasn't happening. Though we did have a goal disallowed, which it never looked like that should have been disallowed in the first place, uh, really. That's, uh, <laughs> that's for the first time all season I've kind of wished VAR got involved uh, with that one because we did really made it a good game because Dundee actually got in pretty good positions uh, that's some decent play but they just, as, as I said they kind of just looked rusty uh, and that final ball just didn't quite happen uh, Luke McCown had a, a good chance right on half time when he played a 1-2 with Bakayoko he stuck that wide and it just wasn't happening at all uh, but no that's, on the VAR thing 
I think they probably, obviously Celtic had VAR today. So if the clubs had wanted it, they could have had it. Because I know that that's what happened last season. Uh, I think Dundee were offered it at St Mirren and both clubs said no because they didn't want to pay for it. It was basically we've seen VAR. It's not really worth paying for uh, <laughs> the way it works at the moment. But I mean, it's come back to haunt Dundee a wee bit on that front. I know. Because uh, it looks like that one probably would have, probably would have stood, I think. And especially if it went in and we're well, trying to get back into the game, I could have got Dundee back on up again. And these games between Cully this season have been quite evenly matched. And, and there's always Gee, a chance. Yeah, yeah, there's always a chance as well, too, that you're going to see one team take the lead, look comfortable. But there's always that thought that, well, it's obviously like manager versus or mentor versus student, isn't it? It's like they both know each other too well. And you always think this, you know, one of them could come back because they kind of know what the other one's going to be thinking. But yeah, unfortunately, it just never worked out this time. And it's uh, it's another year for that Dundee are out the cup early. Um, mm-hmm. And back, there's no trip to Sunny Hamden in May. <laughs> No, don't think so. I was having a wee look back. Obviously, it's 114 years, but it's what, over 20 years since the final. And what was it 16 or 17 since the semi-final? That's yeah, that's um, doesn't it's not good reading because haunting. Probably <laughs> yeah. It's haunting. Even Queen of the South, even Queen of the South, have been at a final since then. I know. Did you just not beat us in the run to that final? Actually, I'm we not did too with sure. that yeah. uh, 100-yard goal from uh, Boy McCann. Aye, because I was um, also a cheap plug from my website, as we do every podcast, but I was actually filling out the match report to that one uh, just a couple of days ago. And yeah, just uh, reminiscing about that one, because uh, I think Dundee were pushing to try and get an equaliser. And I remember seeing that. I the think the goalie must have come up. Uh, he came yeah. up, yeah. And then, uh, uh, what, what, who did you say scored? Was it McCann? It was McCann. I can't remember his first name's eluding me at the moment, but aye, he just, it just dribbled in. It wasn't like a Xabi Alonso where it... <laughs> It flew straight in, or Charlie Adam. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was the worst 80 yard goal you've ever seen. But, <laughs> but they all couldn't, yeah. So it's another yeah. one on uh, uh, one of my, my friends, Grant Hull's got basically a doomsday uh, word, uh, Excel spreadsheet, whatever the, the, you call it. And it's just basically of every exit Dundee have had in the Scottish Cup. And oh, there's another God. one to add. I think he's on page five or something right now. Another one to add to that. I mean, to to be fair to Dundee, that's probably a record for uh, the quickest exit. Three minutes in, into the fourth round. Um, <laughs> that's all it took. Um, but uh, it's one to forget, I think. I know it's the Scottish Cup, but you just have to hope that's the cobwebs blown off you know, from a Dundee point of view and that they can kind of get stuck into the league stuff now. Yeah, because it's, it's been a longer layoff than most other teams. Um mm. So, yeah, hopefully it's just a case of they've got back and they've been in the dressing room, they've looked back at the game and, yeah, and they just kind of brush it off and say, right, let's get back to it because we've got a couple of, I think, three away games on the trot now. So it'll be four away games altogether, mm-hmm. including Cully. We're now looking at three away m- matches on the trot, starting with Harps on Tuesday, Livingston on the Saturday, and then Aberdeen, I think, uh, midweek, the 30th of January. But, 
the Aberdeen ones for next week's pod. So we will fire in with, well, we'll quickly move past the Scottish Cup exit because it is what it is. <laughs> um, we'll look ahead to uh, Tuesday's match against Harps at Tynecastle and Livingston's match on Saturday at the Tony Macaroni Stadium. So the Harps game, um, well, they obviously... Good win. I say good win. It was a they managed to get the win against Spartans on Saturday, um, but without the main man, Lawrence Shanklin. Uh, the the odds on him leaving him, uh, Hearts kind of look odd, uh, look quite good to be honest. That's uh, the main striker taken away from them. You kind of hope that he goes before Tuesday and rocks him a little bit, and Dundee obviously turn up looking to prove a point after Saturday's defeat. And we can hopefully get something from this. What are you thinking about that, George? Yeah, I think uh, like all the Premiership teams, uh, Hearts looked pretty rusty on Saturday. Um, obviously, uh, the boy uh, Creighton's got an absolute screamer for Spartans. Um, but no, I'd be interested with Shankland. He's been ill all week. Um, so even if he plays, he's, he's not going to be... 100%, you wouldn't have thought. Um, and I saw just before we came on that um, it looks like Hearts are signing Scott Fraser on the, obviously the Dundonian. Um, it doesn't look like he'd be up in time for to, to face Dundee, but that would be a worry if he is, because remember his time at United, he was, obviously, he was an excellent player, and I think he's probably moved on, uh, moved up in terms of ability. So that'd be a worry if he if he turns up but I'd, I mean Dundee have already, be, already beaten Hearts this season and, and beat them well at, at Dens um, despite the uh, actually there might be a bit of a uh, wee bit of needle actually after the, the whole um, the team sheet thing right enough yeah because uh, yeah. uh, from, from what I understand what happened there obviously there was a mistake it was just a just a human error, I think Tony Dockett called it. It was just a, the wrong name was put on the team sheet, basically. And they went to the referee and asked, can we sort it and showed him what the team was supposed to be that was in a text message. And the ref was said, aye, that's fine. And Stephen Naismith was not having it. At <laughs> all. Uh, so it'd be interesting if there might be a wee bit of needle on that front. It's another B for the bonnet against us, isn't it? Um, they've got that. They've got bloody COVID yeah. email stuff in it. Oh, yeah, uh, it's, it's no no surprise that Naismith uh, moaned about that because he just seems to be a moaner, to be honest. But um, yeah, it backfired though because it was Luke McCown was supposed to be on the bench. That's it, and he, he goes away and scores that bees him. Yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, they've. Um, They've lost two players, I think, this transfer window. Andy Halliday's at Motherwell, though. He wasn't really featuring for them. And Avic mm-hmm. Lowry's went back to Rangers. And they have brought on a right-back, Dexter... I mean, get me to pronounce his second name. Um, Lambiaski or something like that from Wales. So right-back. He um, So they've they've also brought in somebody. Um, but up until now, they're still... I don't think they're really... I mean, if they lose Shanklin going into this game, or he's still ill... Mm-hmm. It is, it's a massive blow because that's where all their goals will basically be coming from. He's the he's the, the marksman. He's the one that's banging them away, unless it's a penalty because he seems to be missing them quite a lot. Um, <laughs> but it's it's a good chance to Dundee to to you know shrug off Scottish Cup exit. Uh, 
hopefully, I mean, we've rattled off some of the players that we normally rely on, Lamy, Patales, uh, Beck, you know, I mean, there's there's three quarters of our defence away, straight away, that will not be featuring, so we've got a few training sessions to get the new boys trying to blend it in as quick as possible. That will be a tough one. I just, uh, you know, well, we'll see Curtis Main start, maybe no. Mm. You know, it's not already, those, I don't think. Yeah, no. he's still maybe a few games away from being much fat. Uh, it's I, think Carson might, I think Carson will probably be okay. Yeah. It sounded like it, it sounded like he could have played on Saturday, but they decided not. it wasn't worth the risk and, mm-hmm. and they went with Langston's. Um, but I think he might be okay. Yeah. In terms of others, I don't know. But there's another thing I forgot to mention. Adam Blexton's meant to be going to see a specialist because also he was taken off and uh, was told it wasn't because of obviously the, the goals or the performances because he, he was, his vision was was blood. So he's mm-hmm. away seeing a specialist. So if Carson's not back, that'll be Harry Sharp that will be taking up the the space in the middle of the goals. Um, mm-hmm. But obviously we hope that the main man, Carson, is back. It's going to be a tough one. Tynecastle's always a tough venue to visit. They've got a, a nice stadium that's always on top of you as well. I mean, if we kind of play like we did last time against them, yeah, definitely a possibility if we can get something from them. Yeah, that's, I think so. I mean, Hearts are, Hearts are a good team. I mean, there's, they're probably the third... Well, I haven't looked at the table in three weeks, but um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're third. They're there for a reason. Um, but I think Dundee are a good team as well. But you can, they're kind of had to, they brought in quite a few new faces, so there's a wee bit of bedding in to do. But I think Tony Dockett's built a really good, solid team. And we've seen that all season. Um, they've just kind of lost their way a wee bit in the last few weeks. But I'd, uh, I'd, I'm not worried about them at all. And I th- this could be a chance to get going again, I think. Uh, but interesting to see how many changes he actually makes from Saturday. Because um, he was he was quite complimentary about the way his, his team went about things. Obviously, after the nightmare start, um, so it's full of praise for their attitude and stuff. So, how many changes had their own wing backs might be where he changes because I don't think that really worked um, on that front. But he seems pretty wedded to that system, the three-five-two. He certainly said that he's, he's looking to. He's looking for players that fit that system. Um, mm. So Dodgson, even though he's 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 been under the weather a bit with a chest infection, I mean, because he's he's the only kind of recognised left back or left wing back they've got. I think we might see him from the start. Mm-hmm. And uh, not to get anybody's hopes up, but somebody uh, down south with a bit of know about Hodgson. Uh, said to me that he was just as good as Owen Beck, so no pressure. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> I know it's big shoes to fill, isn't it? But that's oh, the thing. Owen Beck was an absolute superstar. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can just see uh, how all the fuss has been made with the, uh, the past few weeks. The the two old firm sets the fans going a bit mental about the possibility of them signing them, and obviously Liverpool had no intention of doing any of that they went and played him this afternoon um, mm-hmm. so he can only stay at Liverpool or come back to Dundee possibly but um, massive shoes to fill because he, he was an absolute standout for Dundee there's a reason why 
everyone wants to sign him, and Liverpool are very happy to keep him in there, and obviously play him in their team. Um, mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see how he handles that. Yeah. And also we've got the midfield, because you had Carmen and Boateng on the on the bench, so you've still mm-hmm. got them. Like They've been mainstays in this team, and um, if you decided to put them back in the team, nobody would raise an eyebrow uh, about it. They'd be thinking, right, let's go, because the boys that make stuff happen. So there's plenty of options, I feel, um, around the team that, that Tony Dockett can make. But again, you don't want to make too many changes um, because it affects it because we have got boys bedding in. Uh, but lastly, after the Harps game, we have got a, probably a, a bigger game and it's against Levy away from mm. home purely because Levy are doing it at the bottom. They're, they're, they're not looking good at all. Really not looking good. Uh, Martindale's constantly in the press about his wage budget. Uh, <laughs> shopping at Primark was, was put out by him. It just seems to... It just seems like he's got the excuses or relief of how bad they're doing. But as much as we have got a good gap against them at the bottom, we you want the one against them to move further away from them just to make that little bit, you know, more comfortable in the league. Mm. Um, they've uh, obviously they've lost, I think, two players, Luigi Del, Del Lucas and Tom Parks. They've left. They, I don't think they really featured a lot. Tom Parks never, I don't know about uh, De Lucas, the, the defender, but they've got Michael McGovern in from Hearts, goalkeeper, which is a, a good, good goal. Yeah, I yeah. mean, if we were struggling with Carson's injury, I probably would have thought about him coming in the Dens uh, as, as a loan. So that's a good signing. And they also signed uh, an Aussie striker, which the name is totally, and I've no right in the right doing, that's totally uh, away from me. I think he's six foot four or something. But they still look like a team that are destined for relegation. So if we didn't get what we need against Harps on Tuesday, Saturday is massive to go there and you know like pick ourselves up, dust ourselves down, and put another blow uh, against Kelly's hopes of staying in the league. Lovey, aye. Yeah. Not, not, not Kelly. Kelly. Oh Jesus, Lovey. Uh, oh. <laughs> aye. Too many. Uh, uh, Lovey have really been struggling, haven't they? Um, and they they look. Certainly, in the first half of the season, they look the poorest team in division by a distance. Although Derek Adams is doing his best to get Ross County down there <laughs> as well, I think. Uh, but I mean, <laughs> I'm George, sure. Just uh, before you go on, his interviews have been something else. Absolutely something else. Bizarre. I mean, I, I was, I was, I was up there for the the Ross County one. I could hear it. I could hear him doing the. They did the broadcast first, and he's. I could just hear bits and bobs and. Uh, I think he said it was the worst, one of the worst games he's ever seen, or something like that, in the in the broadcast. And then he came out and it just went on an absolute rant about how bad Scottish football is. It was just totally bizarre. Um, uh, even he's one just there. Back it just, up. Uh, he just—he sounds like a man who's trying to get punted. It's like he's thought, "What <laughs> yeah. have I done?" And he's thinking, "I'm just waiting to pay off here because I'm not really want to be up here." That's what it sounds like to me. I know it's bizarre saying he didn't do enough homework on, on the team. It's like, come on. Um, but anyway, that's that's a good thing for Dundee, isn't it? If, if Ross, Ross County are in a bit of trouble. Because, uh, yeah, everyone kind of thought where Adam's coming in that that, that might sort them out and that they start pushing up the table. But it's kind of backfired so far. Yeah. Um, in terms of Livy, I'm sure... Um, 
David Martindale will be on about all the signings that Dundee are making as well and uh, budgets and stuff this week, um, no doubt. Um, because uh, it must be tough for, for a club like Rovi, um to keep continually competing in the top flight. It's remarkable they've stayed in it this long. It looks like this might be the, the end, but it's still Livingston. It's still a David Martindale team. Mm. Uh, I, was, I think Duddy should be should be going into that one as favourites, but it's still Livy away. <laughs> ah, yeah. I don't take anything for granted there. And Livy away for Dundee uh, has not had its best memories. It's had some good times. It's had some really bad times, Livy away. But yeah, Martin Day, I think he quoted before that he had 200k taken off his budget this season. So obviously it's a massive, massive uh, amount, uh, a drop. And he was expecting to sell on his star striker, which never happened. And then his star strikers then lost a bit of his, well, see, a bit of his form, quite a lot of his form. He's not been producing as, as he did in the first uh, No, but he, he might was. be going. So. Oh, is he maybe it's, getting uh, a go now? I, th- I think that's why he wasn't in the in the team at the weekend. Uh-huh. There was talk that talk there might be a impending transfer coming. Well, after all the hearing about that he's done with him, he said he had this, <laughs> the, the, I think if he wasn't getting rid of him through the media outlets, he was going to put himself <laughs> a QVC or something because he just wasn't getting pointed of him. But um, well, you never know. I mean, if he gets rid of him and then he gets a, a few extra pounds in the budget, I, f- I think Martindale. I think he is a good manager, but I think he needs to have the budget there to keep going as any other manager does. So yeah, I mean, hopefully nothing's done by Saturday and we play them in the kind of state that they are but yeah it will be a tough one you know but it's uh, this one here I mean get the win I think that could put us 14 points or something away from the bottom again I, I like you have not looked at the league table for a good wee while uh, but it would be a <laughs> massive amount of points uh, away yeah. from Livy and you would be thinking well right we can we don't have to worry about them anymore Um Let's just try and then pull yourself away from second bottom because obviously it's quite tight in the league. Tighter than what I expected after about eight, nine games uh, with teams kind of pulling themselves back into it, like the counties and St Johnston's. Um, uh-huh. They've all kind of been doing it. Uh, but these lots have uh, had cup exits the same as us. So let's see how that affects them going into the, the next round of Premiership games. Every single team... Uh... <laughs> That we cover at the Courier. Every single team got popped out on Saturday. So, so you've got <laughs> a lot of free like. weekends coming up. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, sadly. But um, I, I mean, obviously, Dundee have games in hand, which has been kind of hanging over them for a while, for all these games getting called off home and away. And this Hearts game and that Aberdeen game coming up, there's, there's two of the games in hand. So they are absolutely crucial. If Dundee can pick up, one good result, a couple of good results out of those two, it really pushes them well out of trouble, as you say, from from Levy. And then you can buy that by by trying to beat, get a third defeat on on Livingston, and that that just makes such a big difference. If you if if you've got one team's number in, in this division, uh, and you can pick up nine ten points from them in in the four games, or maybe if you're in the top six, maybe not, but. 
it, it just pushes you so far up the table, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I think a lot of people have got um, Levy's number as well, so they've got just as much as points as we have. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's two two massive games. Of the the biggest one for me, obviously, Levy. So the well, what did I say? A point at I'll take a point at Tyne Castle, and we'll take the win <laughs> at Levy. That that'll do us. That'll do us pretty nice to be honest. Yeah, Joe Sean, I say double again. Oh, I'd love it. Big shagger. Big shagger. <laughs> um, I obviously, just like to, since you brought up Shaughnessy there, uh, thanks to everybody that listened to Joe Shaughnessy's interview that we put out on, I think it was Wednesday or Thursday. Um, it says, it was, it's done absolutely fantastic. The amount of people I've listened to it has been, oh, see the numbers on it has been absolutely great for me and Paul um, because it was only really got organised about a week and a half beforehand so there's no been a lot of uh, well especially for me prep for that so it, it was really good Joe Shaughnessy came across as a really great guy and uh, oh, I'm just is. pleased that everybody enjoyed the podcast and we've got a few answers about stuff like the Hearts training top that he was wearing a couple of weeks ago on social media um, I got people kind of flapping a wee bit um, and yeah just to hear about like Tony Dockett that was his phoning him on the first day of Tony Dockett being manager, mm-hmm. wanting him in, just wee insights like that. It was uh, it was great to hear. Uh, he's a good lad, Joe. I mean, I've interviewed him. I've only kind of dealt with him this season, but I must have interviewed him about fifteen times now because he kept scoring goals. And then if if things go like they did on Saturday, then Mister Captain has to go and do the post match stuff. So there's been a couple of them as well. Um, but he's a great great boy. Um, and you can see the difference he's made in the team actually. You can mm-hmm. see why Tory Dockett picked him as his uh, was the the first phone call. Um, although it sounds like Curtis Main may have been the second phone call. Uh, Tony Dockett speaking last week uh, about how he tried to sign Curtis Main, but he'd already signed for the the Indian team, no, so he be. missed out. But uh, aye, Shauna said obviously scored his goals, but it seems like. There's a magnet in that head when a, when the ball comes into the box. It's, it's, but I'm thinking back to that game at Rugby Park three weeks ago. He must have cleared about 15, 15 crosses out of the middle of the box. He was just in the right place at the right time. Um, it looked a bit rusty, I think, like the rest of the team on Saturday. But what, what a sign he's been for Dundee, I think. Yeah, I think it's one that a lot of Dundee fans didn't really expect to be making either. So when we did see him get his signature, it was uh, it was very welcome support. Just because, just because he's missed teams that he's went and played for, he's been captain. I know he kind of fell mm-hmm. in favour with St Mirren near the end of his uh, reign there, and but you still would have thought that uh, uh, one of the established teams in the Premier would have went from. So to see us get him, it's absolutely massive. He's he's one of the the, the pillars. In Dundee's squad, when you see it, and uh, if he's never yeah. in the team, then then it's time to panic a wee bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's played every. I think he's played every single minute since he's arrived. I think. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. He yeah. Tells you. Uh, it's, it's, I mean, he doesn't get injured, and he, he's never, he's not getting dropped. So, George, this is your bread and butter. It's the transfer news. Uh, plenty of ins and outs uh, in Dundee uh, the past week. We'll start off with the news that you, you broke today. Well, I think it was yourself that broke it, was it? Uh, Zach Rudden uh-huh. and Cammy Kerr have been told they're free to leave Dundee if a club comes in. Um, I'm not too surprised that Tony Dockett is telling boys they can go. Uh, 
but I kind of thought maybe at least Kami would have been kept on as a squad player at least. Yeah. But it's, he's not featured much as he recently, and I've, honestly, I, probably isn't a surprise to see um, these two told that they can they can go and find a new club elsewhere. Yeah, it's a pretty big squad at the minute. Um, I think 28 senior players at the moment, which is massive. You've, I think you can see that with the, obviously there was players missing at the weekend, but they still had a pretty strong bench. And yeah, it's, it's sad for Cami, I have to say. It's, I mean, obviously, bleeds dark blue, and um, he's been at the club his entire career. Testimonial last year, it's I um, hoped he'd be able to kind of work his way back into the team because we've seen that so many times. <laughs> yeah, there's been yeah. other managers that decided uh, it was the end of the road for Kami and he's, he's kind of outlasted them. Uh, Jim McIntyre, I think, was was one. Um, feels a bit different, this one, I think. Doesn't seem like Tony Dockett is going anywhere anytime soon. So, uh, yeah, it'd be really strange to see Kami care uh, wearing somebody else's shirt that's not a Dundee shirt. But it looks like it may be the case coming up. And then Rodden, I mean, Rodden was a wee bit surprised because he's been starting quite a lot. Um, he's He's been... Tony Dockey's kind of put a lot of faith in him uh, the first half of the season. Um, picked him ahead of Zach Robinson quite a lot. Done a lot of good work, a lot of good running. Not enough goals, though, I think. Yeah. That's the thing. Carter's main coming in has just pushed him down the pecking order and... Ah, it's just one of these things. Dundee, well, you know, have five strikers in the books, and probably have another one coming in that we'll talk about in a wee bit. Probably, um, just feels like yeah, Rodden's Rodden's time to move on, and I, I, I think certainly in the championship, the big clubs more than happy to to take Zach Rodden. Oh yeah, massively. Same with Cami, actually. Yeah, I think both of them probably have their pick at the championship yeah. clubs. I mean, you've already had that Inverness. I meant to be inquiring about Kami. Nothing yet about Rudden, but I mean, you might even see uh, Pavtik maybe go back from because he, he can't score goals in the championship. I, I don't know. I just get the, the feeling both of them have got a Dunfermline signings or a, a Bristol <laughs> signing about them. Um, yeah, especially Kerr. I, I would, would think that James McPake would be on the phone to to take him at the pars, to be honest. Rudden, yeah, he's probably got the, the, the pick, pick of the teams as well. It's a shame for Rudden because he kind of won me over a wee bit with his performances. But as you said, ultimately it comes down to he's a striker and how many goals has he scored and how many chances has he, has he maybe had. And he's not been able to create many. He's not scored as many as you wanted. So when it comes to that, yeah. if the manager sees somebody else that can probably bang the goals in, Curtis Main, then if you're losing your spot, it's like, well, you're going to move you on here because there's other boys going to be in the yeah. in the, the pecking order than you. Exactly. It's kind of just the nature of football, isn't it? Um, and he's, he's had... Well, it's both of them are contracted to 2025. He's, he's he's had a couple of quite a lot of time at Dundee, and he's not quite hit the the goals that he kind of hoped for uh, when when he first arrived. Obviously, had that wee spell away at Johnston, and he didn't quite score too many goals there either. Um, so I, it's just not quite worked from at the end. Yeah, it just feels like uh, if you look at the strikers. He's probably the one. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. The manager's going to pick, isn't he? Yeah. It does. Uh, it also mentioned he, he he's featured quite heavily in Tony Docherty's team. Cammy Kerr has got a long history at Dens. He just like he just came off his testimonial last year. He's something like two hundred seventy-one games for Dundee. I just signed a two-year contract as well in the summer, so I just kind of, I just yeah. show quite, quite a, a bit of ruthlessness with Tony Docherty. It's a case of if you're no getting in the team or if you're no up to the performances, then he will look at getting somebody else in, regardless of you know Kami Dundee fan Dundee all his life. It's a case of if you're no getting a game, then then you're off because we're looking to get somebody else in. It's uh, it's something that you like you hate to see players that have gave their all for Dundee go but if your manager is ruthless and always looking out mm. to, to do one better then I guess that is a good thing would you say? Yeah I mean ruthless I think is absolutely the word uh, it does, does feel that way um, you could see Dundee they're spending some money I think now, mm-hmm. and it feels like for the first time in a long time that Dundee are really kind of pushing the boat out in terms of improving their squad. Um, so unfortunately for, for Kami, he's a really good defender, um, one-on-one defender. I think that's certainly his strength. And it, he's, he's obviously performed really well in the he's won three promotions. It feels like one of those players that's really good in the championship. Can he make the step up to Premiership? I think he's done fine, certainly as a defender. Uh, Tony Dockett's system with wing backs. Does he? I think him, him going forward maybe lets him down in terms of that because obviously he needs to attack and threat uh, as a wing back, and he maybe just doesn't quite fit with exactly how Tony Dockett's going to play going forward because it doesn't seem like he's going to change much from his the way playing the wing backs. Um, so yeah, ruthless is, is the word I would say. Yeah, and I, I guess if he's going to go, I would rather he go with him and Rodden. I'd rather both of them go to the Championship because I wouldn't like to see him coming back at Dense uh, because if you come, well, they wouldn't come play against us anyway, but you don't want them helping another team in this division. So the obviously the sensible thing would be we'll get a Championship club that comes in for you, then off you go. Um, unless they're watering them off the, the wage bill. And it's just a case of just say, whoever comes in, uh, that's you. Um but we've also well, there'll seen... be a bit of that, I would say, because as I say, it's a big squad at the moment, and they've just been between lines on uh, the Curtis main. When Tony Rocket is kind of praising the owners for for their help in getting the deal over the line, that kind of maybe says that they they stretch the budget a bit, so mm-hmm. they have to they have to get that money in somewhere somewhere else. And and unfortunately for these two boys, that's it looks like it's. It's there. Yep. Uh, obviously, the other transfer news was uh, French and Burn. They also stay in at Morton and Rich Rovers. The the loan back period is uh, came and passed, mm-hmm. and obviously we did see with tears through our eyes was Owen Beck going back to Liverpool. Yeah. Um, players in. So we've seen Harry Sharp. He, he was obviously on at the weekend, and Jack Wilkie come back from Dunfermline in Edinburgh City. Not too surprised with. Jack Wilkie coming back because Edinburgh City are 
basically struggling massively financially. So they might mm-hmm. just think they would just play young players from their youth. Uh, I don't think they would be contributing quite a lot to Walkie's wage, but I think every penny is going to be a prisoner with them, considering the rumours of how bad they are. Harry Sharp was... I thought he would have stayed at Dunfermline, um, but he's back anyway. But it's worked out well for us because obviously we needed them <laughs> on Saturday because of whether uh, then I don't well, would have been an under eighteen goalkeeper uh, coming on the, uh, in that game. Um, but obviously, but we did make a few signings. Uh, Ryan Astley from Everton, two and a half year deal. Uh, the big Welshman. Uh, I don't know much. Don't know much about him at all. Uh, have you had any insight of them? Um, uh, just very briefly, they played at Accrington Stanley last season, played a lot of games at uh, centre-back. Um, Will's under-21 international, so it's, I mean, there's certainly something there. Uh, Two-and-a-half-year deal as well, which kind of shows that they're, uh, they're putting a lot into this deal and they think a lot of him. And I be interesting to see if, how quickly he gets in the team. Obviously, they're missing a few centre-backs, but um, want to want to keep an eye on that. I, I can't say that I've, I've seen him in, I've seen him play or anything, so there's kind of wait, wait and see on that one. Well, I thought I'd get the scoop on him because my brother-in-law is from Liverpool. He's an Evertonian. I asked him, I said, Ryan Astley, what do you think? What do you can? Tell us about it. Silence. Never knew nothing about him. I was like, cheers, Kev. <laughs> might be an Everton fan. They were kind of about your <laughs> under-23 team. <laughs> but uh, I, I, we've got another another loan uh, from Burnley, Owen Dodgson. He's, uh, also, he looks like a, a, a swap for Owen Beck. He's even been getting... Own Beck's number three squad number, I think. Um, mm. That's one. That's one person who've been taught to that he's a good player. Uh, looking at some of the comments from could, other teams, yeah. it seems like they've thought highly of him as well. But it's one of those you where he's got big shoes to, to fill. Exactly, but you could see on Saturday there's there's something there. Um, there's, there's a few flashes of quality, although it, it was obviously his debut and he was. Had a chest infection, so he wasn't hundred percent. But you could see there's there's something something there um, in his brief appearance. So I'm quite excited to see how he does. I have to say, but he's got the big back shoes to fill. So <laughs> pressure's yeah. on. Pressure definitely on. Um, and obviously the the the, the big signing I think was Curtis Main on a, a one and a half year deal from an Indian side again, whose name I will not. Uh, even attempt to pronounce um, but I think I've seen a little bit of mixed match uh, reviews about him from Dundee fans uh, I think it's a good sign and a lot of people say no, he's not prolific is, is what we need but I feel like what he showed was St Man uh, before he left them but he was really good, scored, scored goals for them. And I, I liked him when he played for Motherwell as well. So I think we've got ourselves a really good striker and one who playing beside Bakayoko or Robinson or somebody else if he comes in. I think like, he'd probably play off well. He's a big, sturdy striker and he likes getting the ball and likes turning with it as well. I think he's mm-hmm. kind of exactly what we need up top. And, and he's been about the Premiership up in Scotland for many seasons. He knows the league. I think it's, I, me personally, I think it's a really, really good signing, uh, especially one uh, to because other teams were looking up as well. And Tony Dockett managed to get it over the line. Yeah, no, I've, I've always been a fan of Curtis Mayne. I'd like that kind of 
wrecking ball vibe he's got sometimes where it just feels like if he's even if he's not scoring he's gonna make he's gonna make an impact. He's gonna make defenders extremely uncomfortable uh, and battle him about a wee bit. It's a big front two with him and Bakayoko. Um but I feel like they might help Bakayoko having because Curtis Main is kind of the classic target man. I'm not 100% sure whether Bakayoko's entirely that. I think he's just, he's got a bit of a poacher about him in terms of the way he gets his goals. He's, he's quite often kind of between the posts and post-range finishes. That's certainly how he, he did really well at Bolton. Um, so I think Main might, Main might kind of take that wee bit of pressure off uh, Bakayoko if the two of them are playing together. They can... It might unleash Bakayoko a wee bit, um, which would be interesting to see. But no, I, th- I, I agree with you on last season. I, mean, I think Main scored nine last season and Samaran finished in the top six. Um, obviously, it's only going to have half a season at Dundee, but if he could get a second top six finish in, the, in a row, that'd be, that'd be pretty good going. Definitely, and even nine goals, I would take that. Um, I've, I've seen. Well, don't expect nine goals in, a, in half a season, but yeah, oh, well, I've got, got my okay. expectations. <laughs> nah, nah, but it'd, <laughs> it'd be nice. But I, I did notice that there was quite an abundance of Aberdeen fans commenting on the signing because he loves a goal against Aberdeen. So watch it for uh-huh. the thirtieth of January when we play them up at Petardry, <laughs> or even get a money on a Curtis main goal because he, I think he's got a little bit of a hoodoo sign over them. So yeah, if you want to make a couple extra bucks, get Curtis main on for. Dundee first goal scorer. <laughs> um, obviously, there's rumours as well, George. There is obviously the the, the big one now. Now that we've seen him play for Liverpool, came on with seven minutes to go tonight um, with Owen Beck. Now we if if Jurgen Klopp decides that he's got enough cover and he can go out on loan, it will have to be to Dundee. Obviously, Celtic really really sniffing about him. There's rumours about. Brendan Rodgers being on the phone personally to Jurgen Klopp trying to get ahead of him and loan deals, permanent deals, Rangers as well at it and I think even at one point you've seen Aberdeen pipe up saying that they wouldn't mind him um, <laughs> but that's it now for the season he is either attached to us or Liverpool only if you see players come back though because their injury list at left back is not looking the best though supposedly a couple of them might be making a comeback in the next few weeks, which might work out for us. Um, I think it would be a big ask, though. I, I don't know why. I just think Jurgen Klopp is going to fancy him to be back up at Liverpool, even if he does get players back. Uh, I don't know what your thought on the situation is. I I think it's a bit. It's maybe a bit tight now in terms of what date are we at? The 21st, we've only got just over a week. Um, for the players to get back, really. So, uh, Jurgen Klopp likes him. He does. You can tell by the way he speaks about him. Um, I never, I never got the feeling that Celtic and Rangers had much of a chance. I have to say, um, I always thought Klopp was going to play him. Uh, although it was, it's, it's been quite funny watching all the the, the chaos over in the West the last couple of weeks, kind of. Working themselves up in a frenzy over over Rowan Beck, um, because it, it just didn't feel like it was going to happen. I have to say, uh, so I'm glad. To, I was glad to see him get his uh, his debut, and I thought he did quite well. Uh, he looked a wee bit nervy to begin with, but he had a, one of those classic Beck runs that we've seen all season. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of stormed into the middle of the park. So 
good to see him in the Premier League. If we see him back, it'd be, it'd be fantastic if he came back. And I, I'm sure he'd absolutely love it because he, he loved his time up at Dens. Um, he could he could tell that every time you were speaking to him and you could see that in him when he was around the place. Um, we've seen so many loans over the years that guys come up from down south and now oh, it's only Scottish football and, and just kind of swan, swan about and think they'll... they'll uh, They'll walk it and and don't and don't contribute anything to the the club. But Owen certainly did that when he was at in the first half of the season. Um, so Liverpool were very happy with how he was doing up here as well. So there is still a chance. Um, I think it's a wee bit tight, but there's still Aye. a chance. Hopefully the Liverpool physios, you know, working overtime getting Robertson <laughs> and the other left back again. I can't remember his name, but hopefully he's trying to get, yeah. that's it. Yeah, hopefully trying to get them to uh, back up and run in. But uh, it's, if it happens, it happens. Fantastic. If it doesn't, then, you know, you know, we've, we've got to see him. <laughs> that's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the other rumours, which probably by the time of this podcast and most people listen to this podcast that might be true, you don't know, is uh, Michael Mellon, son of former Dundee United manager uh, coming up from Burnley and he obviously knocked in 15 goals and two assists for Morecambe the, one of the greatest teams ever in English football <laughs> the first half of the season before getting recalled and there was this whole he's going to have to sign a contract before he comes out on loan and then you had Ross Company after him as well and then you heard rumours saying that Burnley had told them if he does come up to Scotland I'll be to Dundee but you have to wait and see I mean I love the transfer window at this time because everything in that happens but <laughs> what's down south kind of make it look like that this will happen and I think it'll be another welcome addition to the forward line uh, for Dundee something different again I think so he looks like a good player uh, just looking at his record obviously he scored goals this season um, and yeah Dundee and Burnley mm. kind of blossoming partnership I think which was something to keep an eye on uh, over the next few weeks but it's, it'd be the third man from Burnley and yeah, just looks like a good player, doesn't he? It just seems like a strange name, like, but um, <laughs> but no, I think yeah, it does feel like that's that one's going to happen. It's just going to wait and see for him to get that contract sorted at Burnley, and then we'll hopefully see him in that blue. Yeah, because if you look at the strikers we've got, I, I think like when you see Robinson, Bakayoko, and Main, um, can't really speak about much about Pineda because. He's not done nothing since he came up here, and but they all these players, and obviously we've not seen Maine, uh except from you know half a half a game. But Mellon, if you look on paper, looks like he'll be the boy that'll be there to put the ball in the net, and it could be the rest of them being like the workhorses of the up top, you know, doing all the dirty work, and he'll be there in the middle. Uh, but it's good to add options. It's, it is good to add options because I do feel like up top has been kind of our Achilles heel this season. That would have been good defensively in midfield. And we have been okay up top. I feel like we never have created a lot of chances, you know. And uh, not enough goals. Is it? Yeah, that's it. That's what's kind of scunnered us a wee bit. And if we had that in the first half of the season, I mean, you know, it's all hindsight, but we could have been looking at maybe a more comfortable position. But it looks like he's, uh, Tom Docker is rectifying that uh, now. But I've not heard any more rumours. That's the only one, really, is Mellon coming in. Um, but I'm pretty sure as the weeks come in, 
we'll be hearing a lot okay. more. You'll be a busy man, George, because obviously if Kev's going, um, maybe look at something else in defence. We'll love signing a midfielder, you know. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned as well the Burnley connection. I mentioned that a couple of podcasts ago, saying I've heard we snippets here and there. And if we start getting boys up for Burnley, is this the start of this relationship? Well, that was yeah. You're yeah. you're only allowed three, so this this will be it. if 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 Mellon does come, that'll be the last. Ah, oh, right, okay. Last one for Dorfman, but um, that's yeah. I would keep an eye on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, over the next couple of weeks, I've heard there's there's stuff in the works, but I, I don't have any particular information. But mm-hmm. uh, it, it's positive news, I would say. Yeah, Very positive for 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 both probably. George is winking at me right now. You can, Sohan. <laughs> nah, I'm only joking. <laughs> um, I don't know how many loans does that take to take Dundee to now. Somebody mentioned oh, nine God. to me, um, quite a lot, but I'm not too sure how many loans Dundee are allowed in a season. I th- uh, I think I don't think there's any restriction from down south off the top of my head. Thank God for uh, that. <laughs> I think there's there's maybe the restrictions in the, in in the Premiership. I think. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm trying. I've, I'm basing this on my knowledge of playing football manager, which I haven't played in about two <laughs> years, so it may be out of date. <laughs> Always chops and changes. That's for certain. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I feel like you know. We're getting players in. Still a little bit uncertainty about Dodgson and, and Ashley. I've seen uncertainty, but we've not seen them. Uh, unknown, really, quarterly. So it'll be good to see them hopefully get uh, knuckled down and hit the hit the ground running. And um, and if we see Mellon come in, and don't think if he does come in, it might not be in time to feature against Harps, but um, certainly if it's at the start of the week, then you could be looking to see him come up against uh, Levy, hopefully. Um, but George, that's all the rumours I've heard. Uh, I don't know if you've heard any more about the old uh, DC Thompson's Towers. Well, I'm not going to stick any rumours out there. People will think it's fact if I, if I go saying it. That's, that's to avoid them at uh, all costs on, on Twitter, I have to say, just in case people think I'm, I actually know what I'm talking about. Trans- Transfer Scotland <laughs> would put it up on their page, no doubt, and um, on uh, Twitter. Uh, yeah, two minutes after you post it, Transfer Scotland v coming out isn't exclusive. Well, <laughs> no. um, that's it, George. That's all for this week. Uh, thanks for coming on. Thanks for uh, pulling uh, us at the mire because old uh, mm-hmm. old Paul decided that he was uh, going to wallow in his sore throat and no come on. Um, so... No worries. I mean, the, the only reason I came on was to, to be able to speak to Paul, so I'm absolutely guided. I know, I know, and it's like a dagger to the heart, that, that right there. <laughs> Sorry. No, 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 it's fine. Um, just next time you come on, you can just speak to him. I'll just let him host it. It's fine, it's fine. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> no, George, thanks for coming on, mate. I really appreciate getting your no insight into the Dundee transfer, about, uh, transfer uh, January transfers and also the game against Cully. And uh, we'll be back next week. Speak about hearts, speak about Livy speak about any transfers and to preview the Aberdeen game. Uh, hopefully it's positive. It's always positive. Who are we kidding? Even if we get beat, it's always positive when you come on here. So thanks for our listeners. Thanks to our sponsors, Halton Electricals, and we'll speak to you later. <laughs>